רבותיי, 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 now, now we're going to deal with, we're going to deal with a, um, another top, a, a topic that is a, a life lesson in our lives, and that is like this, listen, we don't talk about this a lot, but tonight I'm going to say a little bit about it, and that is, if you look at Yosef, right, he gets thrown in the pit, and now he's getting sold, sold again, in the caravan, going down to Egypt. Everybody knows that the Arabs would hold tar and disgusting, uh, uh, smelling uh, uh, oils and gears and things like that. It says the Torah goes out of its way and specifies that this time Yosef didn't have tar, and it specifies like three ingredients of spices. And the Torah goes out of its way and says, by the way, you know, these Arabs, they were holding these spices. Now, my question to you is, Yosef is getting thrown out of, basically sold from his brothers. Do you know how, we should never ever know, but could you just imagine Imagine you're grown up with like four or five brothers, six, even six, seven brothers, you know? And then all of a sudden, all six of them, they, say, they start saying, oh, this guy, let's kill him. And you're all alone in, in, in a desert, and you're like, what? And you're hearing all this, like, what? They're going to kill him? What's going on? How does Yosef feel? I'm your brother. How could you even do that? So what? They, of course, they had their cheshbon. The brothers uh, uh, held it was min shemaim that he should die and everything like that. Yosef should die. But I'm not going into them. But I'm going to the mind of Yosef for a second. Like what's going on? And then all of a sudden he gets thrown into the pit. After he gets thrown in the pit, he gets back alive. And now my question is: Do you think Yosef cares right now uh, if you had a caravan filled with spices or tar? Yeah, ever, did you ever meet a guy who's DP'd ever? You ever meet a guy like, for real, like, like they need medication? I met one time, a guy. And uh, Hatzalah had to take, it took him three hours, Hatzalah, to talk to the guy, to get him out underneath his bed. Three hours Hatzalah came just to talk him down. You think, you think a depressed person, you think they care what they eat like? They want to just get by, you know, they, they can't think. My question to you is, do you think that Yosef right now cares... Oh yeah, wait one second. Oh, there's spices over here. Ah, let's chill now. There's spices on the caravan. Wow. He's getting thrown onto the caravan. He's getting sold from him. He's not going to see his dad anymore. He doesn't know where he's going. He doesn't know what's going to be. Wait. Don't worry. Hashem says, I'm going to give you some spices on the road so you can smell good. <laughs> Makes sense to you? Huh? Why? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you two answers tonight why. First answer, Orion, you'll, you'll, you'll say, but I'm going to give you the first answer, maybe you'll get the second answer. First answer I want to tell you tonight is, El emunah ve'en avel tzaddik ve'yashar hu. Now what does that mean? That means, in life, this is a very scary point in life, but it's true, and it's, it's, it's a hard thing to, 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 whatever, to deal with, but, there's punishment and there's reward. If a person has to be punished for doing something that he wasn't supposed to do, people think, oh yeah, I'm not going to get punished. I can do whatever I want in this world. And I'm not. It's not true. It doesn't work like that. If a person did sin, 
he eventually he has to take care of that sin. He has to take care of an inconvenience in a different way. You had that pleasure in this way, you can have Hasbun Shalom have the inconvenience in a different way. But we can't get out of uh, there's something called Din Vecheshbon. Everybody has a judgment. Everybody has a, a, a system of Din and, and there's Cheshbon and, and it's exact. Towards Hashem, it's exact. Nobody beats the system. I told you, you can beat every system in the world. You can, I told you, you get the PBA cards, you get the detective cards, you can pay off whatever, everything like that. You get off everything. You can cheat your way through elementary, high school, college, whatever you want. Bottom line is, there's one system you can't break. And that's God's system. You can't break it. So whatever is uh, 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 punishable for any, any avera, that's going to be have taken care of. The good part of all this is that God is exact. What I mean by exact is, you see from the case of Yosef, Yosef was sitting down in the caravan. Right now, sitting down in the caravan, they always... They're always having tar there. They're always having gasoline there. But being the fact that God, Hashem, saw that this punishment He did not deserve, so guess what happened? That second, all of a sudden a different caravan came along and the Torah says, guess what? There were spices instead of tar. Why? Who cares? Because it's showing you the justice, how God is so precise in the punishment of mankind. He's so precise. If a person, let's say for example, uh, uh, stole, there's a difference if he stole a dollar, stole a penny, stole a, a quarter, doesn't make a difference, but it's, it's exact. It's exact. If a person started, I told you the story about Moshe Feinstein. I told you the story about Moshe Feinstein. Again, he's a, it's a high level, and Moshe Feinstein was a high level, but at the end of the day, when Moshe Feinstein got a, got a, got a, a very a heart attack, a little bit of a heart attack, and his older years, and he, and he went back, you know, us, if a person gets out there, we, we blame it on the, you know, on the fried food that we had. He, blame it, which, which sin did he do? He went throughout his entire life, and he ended up coming back with that. He laughed at, at, at one of his friends when he was in class. Because you're laughing at, at, at another Jew. No, I don't laugh at another Jew. But he, he blamed it on that, that happiness that he had in his heart. Rabotai, Hashem is just. He's exact. He's exact. Think about it, you know. You know what happened when Yosef was uh, back and forth. Reuven was the one who said, "Don't kill him, throw him in the pit." And what was Reuven thinking? The oldest brother. What was he thinking? He'll come back to me after and bring him up. So you know what the Midrash says over there. Everybody knows this. Midrash says they they spoke about this in the Torah. Reuven saved his brother. He wanted to save his brother by putting him into the pit, and later on he was going to pick him up. Wow, isn't that a compliment? It's a great compliment. But Midrash says, if Reuven knew that he was going to be written in the Torah, that he was doing that his intentions, what would he have done? He would have took Yosef on his back, in front of his brothers, I don't care, and brought him back to his father. So now my question to you is, why would he have done that? Because the Torah is writing, now the Torah is writing different of it? Is that, is that the reason why? Why do you do that? Should I tell you what, the, what, what, what I heard a beautiful pshat today. He said the pshat is, not, not, not that he wanted the honor of being written in the Torah. Look, you know, ah, look, the went ahead and he put him on his shoulder and he brought him. No, no, no. 
Reuven would have understood if it was written in Torah, that, would have been, that, that means it was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do to, to, to try to save his brother. And if that was the right thing to do to try to save his brother, he would have went all the way and he wouldn't care about any of his brothers and he would have done the right thing of carrying him. So if that's the case, why didn't you do it originally? You know why? So sometimes a person might, might see that there's peer pressure. He has, ten, you have to understand, there was all these brothers, all his brothers are around. Even though Reuven's the oldest. They all want to kill him. Now he has peer pressure. Oh man, he has to get on the good side of this Shimon, Levi, Yodai, Sachaz, Vulun, Dan, Naftali. Each one he has to get on their good side. So it's a very big peer pressure to, to hold, hold your, 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 your stature against all of them. But now he's saying, if the Torah, now I see that that was the right thing to do. If I knew that that was the right thing to do, I would have held strong with all the peer pressure. You see, a lot of times in our life, we have that peer pressure where we don't blossom. There's so much pressure around us with, with, with our peers, relatives, friends, people around us, where we don't, we don't flourish. Our potential could be so much more booming and blossoming, but our fear of others, of other people, is so strong that it diminishes the, the, the success of, our, of us, of ourselves. You know that? It's so true. The Gaon of Oma, he quotes a pasuk. It says, Holech be'yishro yireh Hashem. The pasuk says, Holech be'yishro. If you walk in your path, then you're a fear God, you fear, fear, you're a fear God in Jew. So what does that mean? What does it mean? If you walk in your, in your path, you're, 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 you're a God-fearing Jew? That's the pasuk says. If you walk in your path, you're a God-fearing Jew. What does that mean? What does it mean? You know what the Gomel explains? Explains you're going to have in life, uh, yeah, you're going to have pressures in life. Is this the right thing to do or is it the not right thing to do? It's the right thing to do. But once you know there's a right thing to do, you're going to have a lot of people where, you know, you're going to have to let down. If you say this is the right thing to do, the people around you that you want them to like you might not like you as much anymore because you said this is the right thing to do right now, even though you're right. But the peer pressure around you is so strong that you won't say firmly, excuse me, this is the right thing, this is what we're doing. Because you got held back by your peers and you cannot grow as much. You understand what's going on? In this case, Reuven, he's not saying, oh, I, if I would have known I wanted the Torah to write me, that I held, you, held yourself on my back and held him to you. No. His point, Reuven's point in this message is, if I would have known that the Torah would have wrote that, that means it's the right thing to do. If it was the right thing to do, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone into under any peer pressure amongst my brothers, I would have done the right thing. We have to remember that, by, by the way. This is a very big, big lesson in life. Because a lot of people are stunning their growth. They're stunting their growth. They could blah, they could, they could major things. How many high school kids, they're going into 12th grade, they're finishing high school, they want to go to Israel for the year. And they have a lot of pressure. And you don't know how powerful that year of Israel is, by the way. If I didn't go to Israel that year, I would not have been here right now. I would not have been here. No, no question, no question about it. There's no question about it. I went a year, and then I went another year, and then I went another year until I felt that I was able to stand on my own two feet, where I could, you know, get strong. But otherwise, it was very, it's very difficult. 
high school, you're 17, you're 18, you, you, your head is in, I don't know what kind of mode it is, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, you stop and you say, you know, I'm going to the, the, the year of Israel. These, some of these 12th graders, they have a lot of, lot of pressure on them. One person says, no, go to this, go to college. One says, go to work. One says, you're a loser. All the boys are going here. What are you doing? And if you know that's right, you've got to put your foot down and say, you know, I'm going Israel. I'm going Israel. And a lot of people who couldn't, I know, I know friends and peers of mine who couldn't handle the peer pressure, who couldn't handle it. Now what are they? It's, it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. Why? Because they couldn't handle the peer pressure. But I, I had... One of my good, good friends convinced, I convinced him, I'm not joking, July and August, every single day, I would hang out and speak to him, go to Israel me, come to Israel me, come to Israel me, come to Israel me, 24 hours before the flight. Now, he's, he's in. We went, we bought meats. It was, uh, we bought meat, you know, like meat from the store, freeze it. So we, we do barbecue. I guess I he liked the meat over here from Brooklyn better than Israel, I don't know. But bottom line, this is what we did. Right? And he got other goods and things like that, and we're excited. Flights within 24 hours. The night before the flight, he comes to my house, can't go. So what do you can't go? His grandmother called up his father and said, do not let my grandson go. I'll kill you, don't let him go. Whatever it is, I don't know what she said. But bottom line is, it was a peer pressure. It was a very big peer pressure. A person that really, really wants to do something, you'll be able to get it done. Even if the father says, no, no, no. A son, a son can convince his father, Daddy, you don't know how badly I want to. You don't know how badly I want to. I know from my own personal experience. I went four years to Israel. I remember my 30, my father's like, that's it, I miss my son every year you're going. That's it, that's it, that's it. I finally begged him. I said, Dad, let's go. I was pushing, pushing, pushing until finally he let me go. The night before I was leaving, I lost my passport. I lost my passport, true story. I called my father, I said, Dad, I lost my passport. I don't know where it is. You know, you think my father hit it, right? No, my father did not hit it. Listen to what happened. My father was telling me, Gamzul, Tobah, everything's been Hashemayim, you will find your passport. Went ahead, looked in the drawers, back and forth, back and forth. I ended up finding it. But that night, I, I, I realized something. I was like, wow, my father's giving his blessing, Gamzul, Tobah, you will find, he's giving, if anything, it would be the opposite. He's all, he's, he missed me so much. Three years in, I'm going in a row, one year, two years, three years, say one year, and then go back to four. No, no, I wanted to go. I had to do it. I had to do it. And I had to, I had to undergo any, any pressure that I had amongst anybody. I had to endure it. You had to endure it. You want to break out of that shell and be great? That's what you have to do in life. Yes, you have to do. And I did it. And guess what? That night, I'll never forget, my father tells me, it's the best thing, you'll find it. He's giving his blessing that I'll find the passport. That he really didn't want me to go to Israel because he missed me so much. Because like, he didn't want me to learn. He wanted me to learn. He didn't want, he missed me. He said, learn in Brooklyn. Learn here. But I couldn't. I personally couldn't. Whatever it was, I needed, I needed another year. I needed one more year. But what? Well, look, at the end of the day, pressure, did it, done. And the father, you really want something, you could do it. You could do it. Don't, sometimes, you know, you cannot take no for an answer sometimes. You know that? You ever hear that expression? Yep. Don't take no for an answer. Sometimes, sometimes you, you got to relax on that no also. I know people think, I'm never going to take a no ever. And it's like, I'm giving you a no, that's it. But at the end of the day, and things that you need and you, and you need, break out that peer pressure, break out that thing. And guess what? Everything's exacting. This is, a, this is one of the great lessons that we learned from Yosef. Um, I want to I just say one more point on this. You can leave it out, Bert. 
You want to you pause it? You can pause it. Pause it. Go, go, pause it. We'll, we'll, we'll do the next uh, clip right now.